Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Stephen Peck, President and CEO of U.S. Vets, as we continue our 23rd anniversary season. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us tonight. Our guest for the entire show is Stephen Peck, the president and CEO of U.S. Vets. Steve, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. Let's talk about the problem of veteran homelessness. Uh, it's been in the news for some time. It's with us, uh, but describe it from your vantage point. Uh, homelessness has been a concern uh, among service providers like us for more than 20 years. Uh, when we started 20 years ago, there were 250,000 homeless veterans in America. Uh, California had the most number of homeless veterans of any state of America, had about 30,000. Uh, here in, in Long Beach, because uh, it was a Navy city, uh, veterans would stay here. Uh, one thing or another would happen and they would end up on the streets. L.A., our, our near neighbor, uh, still is the homeless capital of the country, unfortunately. Wow. So it, it has been with us uh, a long time, and there are a lot of efforts lately to try to get to the bottom of it, uh, to try to eliminate it. What are some of the causes of homelessness? I, I suppose uh, from veterans of uh, Vietnam, there was mm -hmm. drug use and a lot of emotional trauma. A lot of uh, post-traumatic stress uh, disorder going on. Uh, that would lead, uh, in some cases, to uh, substance abuse, uh, uh, drugs or alcohol. Uh, mental illness, uh, lack of employment. Uh, this last recession uh, in 2008, uh, actually, we had been driving the number down, and in, in 2008, the number jumped up a little bit. So there's economic factors, lack of opportunity, lack of education. There are so many different uh, reasons, and uh, also lack of affordable housing, uh, as the, uh, the you know the wage wages for uh, working folks have been flat for a long time. Uh, housing prices continue to go up, so they can't afford uh, uh, housing in some cities. So some, there are some working uh, guys living in their cars or uh, you know, living in trailers. Would you say that many of the veterans are homeless by choice, uh, as is sometimes the case with non-veteran homeless people? Uh, it is such a small uh, percentage uh, that, it, that we really don't even consider that. Some are... We, we, uh, I don't think anyone's homeless by choice. I think they get so beaten down, they get so disillusioned, they have so little self-esteem, they just lose all hope and they kind of give up. And, they, wow. and so they don't trust anyone. And I've experienced this as I used to be an outreach worker. I've experienced this and try to, you try to talk guys into coming in, I, I say, I can get you a bed tonight. And they just can't, they can't take that step because they, they feel like they're gonna be disappointed again. Yeah. So there's, there's really very little of that. Is, uh What's the role of the VA, uh, which provides medical services to veterans, but mm -hmm. do they have an obligation for housing? We feel that, well, the VA has a big role, uh, but the housing is going to be taken care of by other agencies, nonprofit agencies and nonprofit developers. Uh, the VA uh, 
because people in general feel that the VA is going to take care of our veterans. So the VA is the government agency that can get the money. If we can get that money into their budget, then it's our job to get them to uh, contract with nonprofit agencies to provide the housing. So we provide about 3,000 beds of housing uh, across the country. Uh, the VA uh, provides uh, medical, uh, psychological care, uh, uh, but uh, all other uh, services, uh, employment services, all the case management, we do that at our uh, facilities. Well, we'll focus on that in the next segment, but I, uh, you told me before we went on air that 30% of all homeless men are vets, that is a startling figure. Uh, it is, and that was true uh, when we first started 20-some years ago. Uh, yes. There was about 20%. Uh, because there's been so much funding uh, uh, put into uh, ending homelessness by the VA in the last five years or so, we've driven that number down to about uh, 12%. So 12% of uh, homeless men now well, that's, are. That's better. progress, it's, but 12% uh, there's still 12% out there. Uh, is a lot of folks that yeah. don't have homes. Yeah. yeah. Now, you were a Marine. You, you are a Marine. You there you go. No word, Marines. <laughs> uh, you served three years, uh, a year in training in the States, a year in Vietnam, and then uh, back in the States. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you got out, and we'll talk about your famous family later in the show, but uh, you became a documentary filmmaker, yeah. and you did some work in homelessness that triggered your interest. I, I did. I, when I first came back from Vietnam, uh, I, I gave away my uniforms. I wanted nothing to do with the military, with other veterans. I don't guess I spoke to another veteran for eight or nine years. Uh, I did a year of graduate school at USC in the film school. I don't guess there was anyone, a single person there who knew I was in Vietnam. It was, you know, this was the early 70s. You, you didn't talk yeah, about your right. service in Vietnam. Right. So uh, I worked my way into the, into the television industry and then, and then uh, doing documentary films. And finally in 1989, uh, so this is, this is a number of years later, I did a film about uh, homeless veterans. And then another film uh, about uh, com the combat experience. Yeah. And as a result of those two films, got very engaged as an advocate for homeless vets. Wonderful. And uh, did that for, uh, was a strong advocate for a couple of years, and then uh, actually switched careers in 93. Uh, in well, we're going to talk about uh, the wonderful work Steve has done uh, at the Villages of Rio here in Long Beach and uh, for U.S. vets generally. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. <laughs> At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks.
At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. We're back with Stephen Peck, the president and CEO of U.S. Vets. And tell us what U.S. Vets is all about. U.S. Vets started a little more than 20 years ago. We provide housing and services to veterans who have become, a home, become homeless or are heading toward homelessness. Uh, there are a number of factors that, people, uh, that, that cause people to become homeless. Housing is one of them. But uh, case management is important because they have all kinds of emotional issues and, and you know, they're uh, probably unemployed. Uh, they may have substance abuse issues. Uh, so we, we know that we have to provide the, the counseling, uh, the housing, and the employment services all at once to make them whole again and prepare them to go back out into the community. I think the country has become, and we've done several shows on this, I think the country has become more aware of post-traumatic stress disorder mm -hmm. uh, as a, uh, impacting our veterans in whatever war, yes, but yeah. uh, probably 20 or 30 years ago it wasn't a household word. Right, uh, true, and it's become more uh, common uh, knowledge in this war. Uh, these veterans are going back two, three, four, five more times, so their, their combat experience is extended over several years and it's and it, it's just been shown that every time they go back there is that uh, post-traumatic stress becomes more prevalent so and 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 they're reacting to it and people are feeling it and there's been a reluctance on the part of some veterans to seek help because they view it as a sign of weakness or whether the yes. VA has trouble bringing them in and all yes. and uh, is that something that, that you've had to face uh, absolutely. As an organization. Uh, absolutely. We started a program called Outside the Wire, which is provides confidential mental health counseling uh, to veterans at the community colleges. So here, we're here at uh, Long Beach City College uh, and, a variety, and other colleges in L.A. and Orange County, and we knew our challenge would be how to reach them. How do, you, how do you get them to walk in the door? And we felt that if we had uh, young people, uh, combat vets, outreaching to them, they knew that the, the service was confidential. We made it convenient for them. We, we locate right in the veteran service offices at the community colleges that we'd have a better chance of uh, getting them to come in. And here at Long Beach State, where we're physically right next to the VA hospital on 7th mm -hmm. Street, yeah. uh, we've had a particular sensitivity to the challenges of veterans and have had a rather robust program here. Yes, and, and a lot of these young vets uh, won't go to the VA. For a variety of reasons, they feel that's where the, that's where old vets go. So they so <laughs> <laughs> old vets like me. So uh, they feel uncomfortable walking in there. They don't, uh, there's that there's always the stigma associated with mental health issues. Yes. Uh, and so the the best way to reach them is to send another combat vet out there, and that's your best chance of getting them to begin to talk about it. And just to talk about ethics for a moment, it seems to me and to many that. The country has a moral obligation to our veterans in a whole variety of areas, and certainly uh, they've served their country and yeah. stepped up to protect us, and when they have problems coming back, we owe it to them. Uh, absolutely. There's, there should be a formula. Uh, you know, we send X soldiers to war, there should be X dollars set aside for their care when they get back. This, 
People are calling this the trillion dollar war this, uh, because of all the care needed for the veterans. After and the advances back. in medical procedures yes. has saved so many lives that otherwise the person would have died, but that then That's creates right. a huge medical trail of costs. They, they come back severely wounded and with... with but with, alive. With, 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 yeah, alive, but with, but with the mental issues associated with, yeah. with that wound. I learned uh, yesterday, I was on a panel yesterday, and one of the panelists, very knowledgeable, suggested that there should be a behavioral health core in this, the armed forces. There is not such. So the armed forces don't focus on them on the return. They train them very well to go, but they're, they're, there's, no, there's no formalized uh, uh, desensitization, if, if you will. You know, and you that know, should be part of the, of the armed forces, not the VA. That should be part of it. They're, Interesting. Uh, when we are trained to go to war, we, we learn to operate in a different way. Yes. And it is hard to uh, undo that once, you, once you've got yourself And there. speak for a moment, Steve, about, uh, and I know you work very closely and, and headed the, the villages of Cabrillo right here in Long Beach. Yeah, we started the villages of Cabrillo here in 2000. Uh, it grew to be the largest uh, veterans program in the country, and we have a variety of services there. We work closely with the VA. There's substance abuse treatment available. There's uh, an employment program, a female veterans program uh, to deal with their specific issues, especially military sexual trauma. We have a uh, program specifically for young veterans. Uh, all of them have uh, post-traumatic stress. Then a lot of transitional housing and employment centers. So all of the services that they need to become whole again, we've got there. And how many does that house at the villages? Today, there are about 550 uh, veterans there. And is the goal to make that a short-term rather than a long-term uh, housing for a given individual? We have uh, both transitional housing and, and permanent supportive housing. And, and as a matter of fact, we're building another 75 units uh, for veterans there within the next uh, couple of years. But that's permanent housing. So the, the idea now is that a number of veterans who are disabled, who are aging, aging Vietnam veterans, they need permanent housing at this point. And they need permanent housing with uh, social services, with social support. So a case manager, uh, it's a safe environment there in Villages yes. of Cabrillo. It's a supportive environment there with other veterans. So they're going to spend the rest of their yeah. years there. That, this will be their last stop, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it, it's uh, it's moving that the country has stepped up mm -hmm. for, for those folks, but yeah. I'm sure the need is is broader than uh, we're able to fulfill today. Uh, there's always a few more veterans out there than we can house. And I see U.S. Vets has units uh, not only in Long Beach, but many in Southern California, and how many across the country? We've got uh, 11 across the country. Uh, we just, just in February, we opened our program in Washington, D.C. We have 70 vets uh, there now, so we're from... Hawaii, Texas, Arizona, Nevada. And you're in charge of this whole complex. Well, it must be gratifying each day to go to work and, uh, and be doing what you're doing. Uh, very much so. We really had an impact on the communities that we're in. We've reduced, uh, in our communities, we've reduced the homeless population by about 80% over the Wonderful. last 20 years. Wonderful. So that last 20%, that's going to be the okay. going to be the Go get them. You bet. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the week? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. 
Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States, and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Bellflower, Long Beach. When you have enough internet speed for everyone in your home, mom can video chat with grandma. Your daughter can check her favorite sites. Your son can conquer the galaxy. And you'll still have enough bandwidth to conquer your first warrior pose. Get internet speed starting at 60 megabits per second with Charter Spectrum. Where will it take you? We're back with Stephen Peck, and uh, in this last segment, we'd like to get close and personal with our, our guest, Stephen. And uh, uh, your famous father, Gregory Peck, is known to, I'm sure, every one of our viewers. And uh, such movies as MacArthur, To Kill a Mockingbird, Guns of Navarone, Gentleman's Agreement, are are classics of, mm -hmm. of the American film. What's yeah. it like growing up with, with truly a legend? Um, it it uh, <laughs> has its good and bad sides. Uh, uh, every, when I was young, everyone knew who I was, and I wondered why. Yeah, that's Gregory Peck's son. <clears throat> but you're not, you know, when you're, you know, he's my father. And the so resemblance was, is quite striking, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm right between my, my mom and my dad. Oh, really? Yeah, you're, yeah. She was a, a blonde-haired Ben. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it, it has its challenges. He was gone a lot. Uh, you know, he was on location a lot. He was, he was, I mean, at that point, you know, in the 50s and uh, 60s, he was working all the time. So, But he has a larger-than-life quality, and it's not just because he he's on the screen. <laughs> he has a presence that oh, when he walked into yeah. a dining room or a oh, yeah. living room. He, it, you knew he was in the room, oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, he had, a, he had a big, big presence. I mean, he's a tall guy. He was almost 6'3". Uh, but he had a very big presence, and 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 uh, in in some instances you'd see him kind of tone that down. He could he could overwhelm a room uh, if I'll he wanted bet. to. So he would you know he'd come in quiet. But he was a, you know he was uh, shy as a kid, and there was still some of that shyness uh, about him. But you know he was a, but he was a terrific storyteller, and so he had the both sides. And it's challenging. I mean, <clears throat> it's uh, there's positives and negatives and everything in life, but yeah, yeah. it's a, it can be challenging uh, growing up with a father who's a legend. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. People had expectations of me. They had a vision of me. Well, he's, you know, he's Gregory Peck's son, so he must be this. Uh, so people were uh, pretty surprised when I uh, went into this uh, line of work. And 
there's a certain magnetic lore about show business and Hollywood, and yeah. and you get out of the Marines, and uh, you have these connections, and you know people in show business. Right. You could have gone straight show business. Could have, uh, but it's it's like anything else, uh, any other demanding career. You really have to love it. Yes, and and, and I didn't love it. Bingo. I, I felt I felt my when I began doing documentary films, it was important. To, the message was important to me. I yes, had, I was giving voice to people who didn't have voice, and and I and I discovered that was that, that was, was your that true was, voice. That was, yeah, that was what was important. And you had the wisdom to follow your passion. And not what might seem superficially more attractive. Uh, uh, the wisdom—it was—it was more of a calling. I, I was—I uh, had a lot of ups and downs, and too many downs in the film industry. There was too many, too many dry periods, oh, yeah. and I, I wasn't good at that. I wasn't good at selling myself. And, and it's been my modest observation that the people in show business are not necessarily the happiest people in the world, despite their <laughs> fame and money. That's true. <laughs> It's a very, it's a very tough place. It's very, uh, it's a, a mostly a very, very hard yeah. uh, place to be because you're, you know, because you're generally being rejected. You're, you're, by and large, you're being rejected. You got to strong. It's, it's a numbers game. You got to go out to a hundred interviews to get. To and there's a little bit of climbing and competitive, uh, yeah. more than a little bit of competitiveness. And uh, uh, absolutely. Oh, so and so died. Can I have his, her skates or something? Yeah, and, yeah. You have to have a, you have to have a strong ego. Yeah, uh, and and a lot of those egos are really big. So, uh, but in fairness to those that chose that, that's fine. But that's but you you knew what was right for you. Yeah, I, I uh, once I began focusing on uh, homeless veterans issues, I really knew that was it. Just it felt it felt right. And your dad was on the first board of directors of uh, Villages. Uh, he was, yeah. So I I started doing this and uh, asked him if he could. Uh, uh, got a few of his uh, famous friends to join the board, so and that it was, certainly gives some visibility. Jimmy to Carter and Jack Lemmon and Jimmy Stewart and wow! But you know that generation—they were—they were almost all in the had had served uh, in the military. My dad didn't. He had a bad—he uh, had hurt his back, so he was called up twice. Well, he made failed. MacArthur that but, but he made so. MacArthur, <laughs> and, and you know, twelve o'clock high, so he served <laughs> in his way. Jack Lemmon and Jack Lemmon was in the Navy. Uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Was a was a World War II pilot. Yes, he was. He became a brigadier, and he did that famous movie Lindbergh. Uh, did he Lindbergh? Yeah, I think was that Jimmy Stewart. Yes, you, it was. You're right. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thank you for for your choice, and and the country's the the better off for for that choice, and and. Uh, Getting up each day must be must be gratifying with it's, the mission that you have. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the mission uh, keeps us going for sure. There's mm -hmm. uh, there's and there's always something to do. I, I'm uh, fighting with a VA or uh, you know fighting yeah. to get our, our veterans treated properly. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show the importance of values in our country, and also the importance of following your passion. Mm -hmm. Two really really good lessons that are our guest and body. So we will be back with the rest of our show after these messages.
Real Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. We're back with Stephen Peck, head of U.S. Vets. And uh, Steve, you were at a function this, uh, earlier this month uh, with Mayor Garcia announcing a goal of ending homelessness for vets in Long Beach by the end of the year. Tell us about that. The, the uh, homeless count that was conducted in January showed that there were, I believe it was 94 homeless veterans left in Long Beach. So uh, between the VA and uh, U.S. Vets, or the Villages of Cabrillo, we'll be able to house uh, all of them uh, by the end of the year. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's just talk in the moments we have left about the problem generally of homelessness. How are we as a country going to be able to end veteran homelessness? We have to be more responsive to the veterans who are uh, experiencing difficulties. So we have to put a homeless prevention system in place, not just, not just house them, but look at the reasons they become homeless, uh, because of mental health. So we need more uh, mental health assistance out in the communities, uh, more help with employment. A lot of these young veterans are working minimum wage jobs and they can't find uh, decent affordable housing. Uh, so we need to work with communities to create more affordable housing. We need to get them uh, higher paying employment. Uh, all of the, you know, so there's a system that no matter what their difficulty is, they know that there's some place for them to go to get the help that they need to move forward. And what can our viewers do to assist in that effort? I think uh, this, this will happen community by community. So we're ending it here in Long Beach. We're not ending it up in, in Los Angeles, uh, for instance. And uh, I think we have to uh, keep our uh, uh, political leaders uh, on uh, track 
to create more, uh, uh, particularly more affordable housing, and to provide the mental health services and employment services. You know, make sure that, there, that those activities are funded so we can uh, take care of our vets. Well, Stephen Peck, thank you so much for joining us on our show, and more importantly, thank you for the for the work you do each and every day. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, please join us again next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.